0: welcome to our podcast i'm david kramer coming to you from northern california and i'm dave blasco
1: from arizona (laughs) dave and i've been friends since the early 80s when we were college roommates and we finally found a medium to share our wisdom with the world or at least our opinions between us we have two engineering degrees two master's degree an economics degree and over
0: 60 years of work experience in old school industries
1: which makes us Perfectly qualified to comment on the politics of the day. And we're making this podcast together to try to help each other. And hopefully, you, the listener, save money. Wait, we're not talking about that today. We're talking about part two of the Democratic primary debates. Yep, this is a breakout
0: for us. We're looking at things differently, talking about something that doesn't quite fit in with our theme. But uh, you and I are both. Political junkies. We like talking about it. We like following it. And uh, so this is just fun for us, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I enjoyed. We did. For, for those of you who are catching this episode, make sure you go back and catch episode, the first part of this episode, the prior episode where we talked about debate one. Yes, you'd
0: get there's going to be spoilers. Uh, so uh, yeah, you should go back and listen to those in
1: order. Right. And we had to break this into two sessions because there are a lot of folks running for the Democratic nomination for president. There sure are. Um, While it's a little
0: silly to have a debate with this many people in it, it does help focus us on who are the really serious contenders, because it's hard to remember them without seeing their faces and hearing them, uh, them speak to people live. So I think we're going to follow the same format as we did for night one, which is uh, me coming up with uh, somewhat ridiculous superlative categories and you uh, giving me your opinion
1: and then me telling you the proper answer, which is <laughs> <Okay>. my opinion. <laughs> and I will say that your questions, they were hard. They stumped me. I'm, I shoot for getting 25% correct and I'm not, I'm not sure how well I did in the last podcast, but I'm going to try to do better this one. So just like the debates themselves, because uh, you know what the questions are, you've had some more
0: time to prepare. And my opinion was that debate night two was not as good as debate night one. And I think it's because the candidates had some idea it was coming and they prepared more and that took away from the honesty of it.
1: Yeah, and there's a little bit more, I think on debate night two, there was a little bit more Uh, going after one another were debate night number one. There wasn't too much, my recollection, of going after one another but just trying to uh, espouse their point of view on the topics discussed. Yeah, I think the candidates did well in the first debate by interrupting other people
0: that uh, by being rude, they got more attention and as you see, one of the scores was how many seconds did you get to talk Uh, and since the moderators were letting people do that, uh, I think the debate the night two candidates were coached to go ahead and do that. Cause it's worth a shot as opposed to being forgotten.
1: It's interesting. Yeah. I uh, want to give a shout out to 538.com. I'm looking at their website to, to do some research for this. And I think you're looking at the same thing, like the word count. And it was interesting across the two nights, the most words spoken were by Joe Biden at 2,475. And the least amount of words spoken were just under 600. So it's a pretty wide range of um, speaking time. Who was at 600, Dave? Andrew Yang was just uh, right at 600 or so. Huh. And I thought, you know, I I thought he had a a fabulous, I thought he did a really nice job with his closing at the end. But uh, I think there was some discussion about whether there was something wrong with this microphone. Um, But there's a fairly wide range of uh, talk time. Yeah. uh, I think Andrew Yang did pretty well
0: overall um, because... uh, up to that point, I thought he was somewhat laughable. I know uh, he's a, a, a friend of a friend of yours, Dave, but um, he came across—he distinguished himself from the other candidates. That for sh- that is for sure—and did not seem crazy like perhaps some of the other candidates that were on the stage at the
1: same time. Yeah, I'll say he's a sharp, articulate guy. I, he was on—I uh, like to watch Bill Maher on HBO. Um, and he was on HBO recently. He's been on a few, uh, he was on a town hall. He really, comes off as very articulate. Um, so those have, those folks have had a chance to see him, a sharp guy and he comes off pretty well. All right.
0: So Dave, so who came across as the oldest person on the
1: stage? I thought Biden came across as the oldest person. And I'm trying to remember if it's Biden or Bernie that is technically the oldest. I think Bernie is the oldest. But when I just looked at folks, I thought perhaps Joe looked the oldest. Yeah, I picked Sanders as looking the oldest because uh,
0: Biden, I think you're right. He is older. They're with, I, I think, but they're very close. But Biden is doing a better job of looking fit and vigorous. Um, well, the, but I tell you what, HD cameras are hard on people uh, because I noted with Biden uh, and one of the other candidates, I forget which, they could see that their top teeth were a different color than their bottom teeth. Mm. And my impression with Biden was that he had false teeth, but it could just be the way they do the whitening. Cause one of the other candidates, one of the female candidates, you could also see that. And,
1: that is really not a good way to pick your next president, but I noticed it. <laughs> interesting. We in the in the talking about round one, we were talking about the age of presidents. I did a little Google search between uh, our discussions here, and it's interesting. Uh, we have a lot of folks who are going to be at the upper end of. Uh, uh, age of the president when they assume office. And I'm looking at a chart here on Wikipedia that shows that most presidents have been 50 to 54 years old. This kind of looks like a looks somewhat like a bell curve. Yes. Um, but there's only been uh, one president that's been older than 70 who's assumed office at that age, according to this chart here. So it's interesting, we have uh, with Biden, uh, Bernie, and we we're having some debate about how old elizabeth warren was but there's a quite a few candidates that are older yeah and i have
0: i i have an issue with that and uh so that might leak through in my uh silly superlatives but i think it would be uh assuming the democrats wanted to win the actual presidency that it would be a huge mistake to pick a candidate that was actually older than Donald Trump, which Biden and Sanders both are,
1: which would let uh, Trump come across as the vigorous, youthful one—the young guy—and he's—and he—he is lumped into that old guy category, as he should be. He's seventy something now, right? one? Seventy I thought I was going to guess seventy-three, but I'm not one hundred percent sure. He is definitely would be one of the older presidential candidates. Yeah, uh, and. You know, it kind of makes sense that
0: your presidents would get older over time as lifespans uh, 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 get longer um, and people are able able to stay healthier. But this is ridiculous. Um, so uh, I, I thought Sanders looked the oldest. But then uh, <laughs> after they finally showed every candidate, uh, uh, a Governor Hickenlooper did not look very healthy. Any idea how old he is? i do not know do you know how old he is no i don't he looked pretty frail though so it's kind of a perception thing more than an actual number thing because people do age differently like i honestly i would think uh a 69 year old elizabeth warren is actually significantly uh efficient
1: um is actually much younger than a 69 year old donald trump because women live longer Looper 67, by the way. I will say one of the things that my family noticed was how young Elizabeth Warren looks like, and uh, I'm going to look her up and see how old she is right now, but she looks, I think, way younger than she, actually, than she actually is. So Elizabeth Warren is 70 years old today, and I think she could pass for somebody who was 60, maybe even late 50s yeah okay dave uh you and i are
0: still 54 years old so you think she only looks three or four years
1: older than you i th- i think you could fool somebody into thinking that i i think she looks good for her age is what i'm gonna say all right uh that's very and some other folks in my family commented on the same thing because she's 70 years old so she's i mean she's what she's a few years younger than say bernie and Biden but she looks a lot more youthful in my opinion so maybe, right. maybe it's staying out of the sun or putting face cream on every night or something like that I don't know she's doing something right alright well like I said uh, I, yeah I think you need a lot
0: of vigor to stay up all night uh, making decisions about where to throw bombs and missiles and put people in harm's way so I, I think it should be an adult's game but <laughs> not an old person's game but send your uh, complaining emails about my ageism to <laughs> Dave Squared Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, but I suspect if you don't have a chief of staff to work your email for you, you won't be able to do it. So uh, here's an interesting one. Uh, I came up late in the last one, but who do you think had the best tie?
1: A night two. Yep. Now, I will say I did not look at this uh i'm gonna i'm gonna take a wild guess because it seems like Swalwell always seems fairly well dressed to me, so I'm gonna guess Eric Swalwell well, I actually didn't pick a winner for this one. I just picked a loser because Andrew
0: Yank didn't wear a tie, which uh signals to me that uh
1: um he shouldn't run for president. He's a tech guy he's a new age guy, right what You say, what's the purpose of a tie? I'm not sure there's any purpose of a tie. All right, so it might win over uh, certain um,
0: uh, young people and um, people like yourself who are super practical, but I think it is sending the wrong signal to the middle of the country that you are serious about doing a serious
1: job. But that's where I come from. I'm, I'm with you. So I like, I'll I'll just, you know, form follows function. I don't think that a tie, I don't think a tie has any practical purpose. It may, and I don't see it, but I just think it's a thing for looking dressed up, but it serves no functional purpose because the button holds your (laughs) shirt together at the top. Yes, but uh, looking dressed up serves a
0: purpose, which is signaling that you're whatever educated wealthy you care about your parents so i i think walking the middle line isn't going to get him anywhere so uh i think it's too casual for old people and uh he's still wearing a suit a custom made suit and a a custom shirt so he's signaling to working class joe that i'm an elite
1: douchebag so Mm. i don't think it's going to work for him Interesting. It was different, though. That was for certain. Everybody else, I think every other gentleman was wearing a tie.
0: Yeah, they were all wearing solid blue or red ties because that's what shows up good on TV. Everybody did learn that from Mr. Nixon. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Still a lot of blue eyes up on this stage, Dave, but I think there was a winner of who had the
1: bluest eyes on um, both nights. On both nights. Now you made that comment, I did not notice that. In the, in the previous podcast, I had to give a shout out to my wife who noticed that, and it's kind of odd because blue eyes is a recessive gene, right? And it's not that common. Um, Certainly not common amongst Native Americans. It is not common amongst Native Americans. Who has the bluest eyes? Hmm, it's not striking my fancy, but I'm gonna go with or light eyes, right? Because I don't. I'm, everybody has blue eyes, or somebody have green eyes. Uh, there was somebody that might have been
0: hazel, and there are people with brown eyes. Um, mm. They're just not as noticeable. I
1: I'm gonna take a wild guess on the eye color and say uh, the bluest eyes. Does Biden have, Biden has blue eyes, right? He has the think blue so. eyes? Yeah. Who did
0: who stood out in your mind? Uh, Kristen Gillibrand. She was also wearing a light blue dress, which if this was something you were getting judged on would be cheating a little bit. But she was very blonde, very
1: blue-eyed. Yeah, that's true. Blonde hair, I think the blue eyes stand out with the blonde hair potentially. Yeah, she... Uh, she was one of the people that
0: I think took the lesson about interrupting she was pretty aggressive about it uh,
1: so she didn't manage to make herself heard was she the first i I'm I'm in my mind I'm recalling that she was the first interrupter on night two I think so
0: this is another thing where th- unconscious bias might come into it though because people um, uh, sometimes when men interrupt they're seen as and leaderly mm-hmm. sure, which isn't a word whereas women come across as rude so I think it's I think we should be aware that that's a thing and not uh, not hold women uh, against not hold it against women um, but I thought I thought she did a good job of getting
1: heard though I thought her message actually kind of fell flat mm-hmm. interesting it, it seemed to recall on day one I think de Blasio was the first interrupter on day one if i recall maybe it's a new york thing uh <laughs> and a shout out uh, for for our listeners i have family that live in new york and <laughs> so a shout out i just think it's uh maybe it's a say your say your mind new York kind of thing well that's interesting isn't andrew yang also from new york i believe that he is
0: from new york and so. he did not make himself well heard i think because his mic
1: wasn't working <laughs> that'll teach him here you go, Mr. Tech. You're unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he had a good closing argument. I said that before. I thought he had had a nice closing argument at the end. See, if it were me, I would, and I was organizing these debates,
0: I would hire the uh, crew from Jeopardy to do it. And uh, I don't know if you've read about this, but apparently the hardest part in Jeopardy is not uh, knowing the answers to the questions. It's having the skill on the buzzer to get in after Alex finishes reading the questions and before anybody else does. Interesting. (laughs) Because I thought the interrupting was rude. I found that unpleasant. And I think people should have to be buzzed in and recognized by the moderator and their mic shouldn't be turned on so they can't just shout over people. I think that's... Unfair.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think I, th- I thought wasn't uh, was unfair for those folks, uh, but certainly I can see why people did it. And they and folks learned from the first debate. To, if you want to get your name out there and get some exposure, it helps to, to butt in and get some exposure.
0: Yeah, and I think they should do another debate where the candidates are sitting preferably behind a table and they can with a good adjustable chair, because in the modern world, I don't think it's fair to judge people by their size and physical presence. And I think you unconsciously do that when you see them side by side on
1: a television screen. I think we like people who are taller, and there were certainly some very tall people across both nights. We had made mention, I think, uh, Jay Inslee is a really super tall guy, and de Blasio is a pretty big guy. uh, Abnormally tall, against the general population.
0: Yeah, and when you're small, standing behind a lectern like that, when i speak in front of groups now i try hard to come out from behind the lectern because people don't trust you if they can't see your hands Mm. and if you're a tiny little person uh you're more hidden than the other person you know some guys are still imposing like day night one julian castro came across until you saw him standing next to people you didn't realize that he's fairly diminutive person uh because he has very good posture and very big presence for a smaller guy Mm -hmm. um yeah (laughs) we're talking about andrew yang a lot but as he did distinguish himself i was very impressed that he brought up the vat the value-added tax Uh, i don't think it's a winner with the american people but i think our our country would be a much better place with a vat
1: yeah, it's an interesting concept, and I think probably a lot of people's heads exploded when you said <laughs> value-added tax, but it is a pretty interesting concept. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's see. I was having
0: trouble keeping with the theme of superlatives because it was kind of a mosh pit up there, um, I think because people had prepared better and the moderators lost control a bit. Uh, I did look for who had the bluest suit, and uh, I think the winner of that one was uh, uh, Senator Sanders, because uh, he wore a black suit. Very bold choice. Hmm, interesting. Though it might have been a very, very dark blue. It's hard to see. You have a better TV than I did, Dave. Did you notice?
1: I did not notice that. So um, I am trying to remember. I mean, to me, they just all, all look kind of blue, if you will. But uh, I did not notice that. Yeah. Uh, I did pick somebody for worst hair. Who do you think had the worst hair, Dave? A night two. Let me night think two. about it. I did not think about the hair, but I'm going back. I'm chunking through my mind, thinking about the hair, and um, I'm going to try to guess who you think had the worst hair. <laughs> <laughs> and you have cert- you have certain requirements for the hair. Um, I'm gonna say Hickenlooper.
0: Yeah, I I went with Bernie. You went with Bernie for the worst year. Yeah, he has a terrible comb over. It's like the hair on the on his back almost is combed forward. It's uh, it's just <laughs> sad. <laughs> If he would buzz his hair off, I will. I will vote for him. Uh, I'm saying that here publicly. I'll vote for you in the primary, Bernie Sanders, Senator Bernie Sanders. If you Bernie buzz Sanders, it off, if you buzz that comb over off.
1: Now I know you like. I like. I know you like the shaved head look because uh, you don't like the naturally balding look. And so you gave John Delaney uh, points off for not just going for Cory Booker. What if? What if we get Cory together with Bernie and just have uh, Cory give Bernie a little help on just go shaved
0: head. I could see that happening if uh, Sanders wins the nomination and picks uh, Booker as his uh, uh, vice president, uh, vice presidential candidate. That they could do that on stage at the uh, convention and win some more youthful votes. And yeah. uh, the balding, uh, balding Americans is a big, big chunk of the uh, of the country.
1: We have an aging, we have an aging population, right? That uh, baby boomers are getting old and. Uh, When I was young, everybody looked young when you went out and went to the mall, and now they're all a bunch of gray-haired people walking around. It's the same group, right? Uh, Yes, yeah. Um. (laughs) Two bald guys for you. Vote for us.
0: Oh, Boy, there was a couple people up there that I did not think, uh, I'm amazed they made the cut. Which two people do you think
1: uh, shouldn't have been on that stage? I the one that surprised me because I do like I do follow politics um probably more so than the average person the uh, Mar- Marianne Williamson the <laughs> author I was not paying attention and I did not realize that she had made the debate so that was the one that really surprised me that one really
0: surprised me as well I what does she write is she a science fiction writer I I've never seen her stuff, but somehow she was over 1% in more than one national poll.
1: Yeah, I do not... I'm looking at her uh, Wikipedia here. She has written four New York Times number one bestsellers. Wow. Uh, And I'm looking at the, the genre.
0: And I, you know, I like diversity. I just didn't see her adding anything to the debate. Everybody just quietly waited for her to finish.
1: I honestly didn't know I didn't know much I didn't know much about her and I, I didn't know anything about her. So she surprised. she was probably the biggest surprise for me like hmm, because most of the other people I've seen interviewed on TV, I have not seen her interviewed. So I think every other candidate I've seen on a news show because I watch a lot of news uh, in one form or another, I've not seen a lot of Tulsi Gabbard, but I knew that, you know, who she was if you will. But uh Williamson surprised me. I I was surprised. Yeah. Um my second choice
0: was uh Representative Swalwell. Uh not to pick on my homeboy, he's from the Bay Area, but I I wasn't impressed with him. I see what he was trying to do. He was trying to break out by going after after um, Vice President Biden. Uh, but I don't know. I think
1: he was a pawn sacrificed in that game. Yeah, interesting. He's a young guy, 38 years old, so he just makes the minimum. What's the minimum, 35? Yes. And uh, I knew him. He he gets a lot of FaceTime on... Um, he's on MSNBC quite a bit. Hmm. So he'll get a lot of interview time on MSNBC. So I've seen him a number of times. Uh, so he wasn't a surprise to me, but he's a young guy, and it's kind of one of these things where you know get your get some name recognition out there. Right? Maybe a potential running mate? <sighs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, who was the tallest? I was struggling with this, actually. A night two. So a night really, two. Night one had really two tall guys, which I think we decided, de Blasio and Inslee. On night two, hmm, Biden is a pretty tall guy. Yet
0: I had Biden with a question mark, because I don't think he was, but by the uh, advantage of being in the center of the stage, he was able to look taller.
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm trying to think Bennett or Hickenlooper. I don't have them firmly in my mind how tall they were. Yeah, they were both tall. They were hard to
0: remember them though. Those guys both came across as out of their depth. Um, Not to pick on anybody, but uh, it's, it's hard to believe that they both won major statewide elections. Um, I was unimpressed by both of them. Not that they were, said anything I offensive, but I was not impressed with their debating skills. Hmm. You practice, you get better. Well, but they're both 60-something professional politicians. Uh, yeah. Hickenlooper apparently is a scientist because he said it four times without saying what kind. Um, so one thing uh, between now and then again i regret that we weren't able to do these uh right after the debates because uh, now i'm poisoned a little bit because i have listened to several podcasts etc where people discuss this i didn't think uh senator harris who again uh she's uh, she's a bay area politician who i'm very impressed with but i didn't think she did as well as all the other pundits did i thought she hurt biden a bit but I didn't appreciate her canned responses. I, don't, I thought the food fight comment and the bussing comments were carefully rehearsed. And um, anyway, uh, I actually thought less of her after that than I did going
1: into it. Interesting, yeah, the, the food fight comment sounds like one of those rehearsed things like where's the beef that you you insert at the most opportune time, if you will
0: yeah and occasionally they work you know when ronald reagan said he wasn't gonna hold uh his uh, opponents uh youth and inexperience against them <laughs> that was funny <laughs> bernie and joe should just pick up on that and reuse that one right <laughs> uh but it, it, i think biden uh, biden was hurt more than she was helped by that i think but um you know, uh, but she was drifting around in the single digits because people didn't know who she was, whereas you
1: had to know who Joe Biden was. Yeah, I think she raised her profile with people nationally. Obviously, you know her because she represents uh, your state, um, and I've seen her on TV before and knew who she was, but probably for a lot of people, maybe in their first time seeing her or knowing who she is, so I, I think it's good for her. Um, you know, the whole busing thing, that's a whole nother story about a time 40 years ago right and I don't think uh, it's interesting because back when I was in high school I got bused across the county for uh, uh, for a number of reasons but I think that parents from both sides of that didn't pretty, particularly appreciate forced busing if you will
0: yeah I, uh, I hate to re-fight that one uh, it's kind of it's a little bit unfair but uh, I understand but Biden also went after her for for being a prosecutor, uh, which is interesting. I think he's trying to undermine her uh, natural affinity with the uh, uh, African-American community. I don't think it's going to work, but we'll see. Um, yeah. I just don't want a, him he to win. a defender
1: at some point, right? He was a public Yeah, I def-
0: yeah, said he went to become a public defender.
1: defender.
0: Yeah. But that was in the 60s, you know, when you and I, who are not children, were... Not yet in elementary school is when he was doing that. Right. He's he's too old. So, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> let's go back to the knife fight question. And, uh, to, <laughs> to recap, <laughs> many people will vote for the person, subconsciously or consciously, who would win in a knife fight. Now, a knife fight with 10 people in it would be a real mess, but uh, who, who do you think would be the, the best choice to get into a knife fight with Vladimir Putin out of that 10 people? Now, this is an
1: interesting question. I think... I think night one was a lot easier. I agree. Um, so it's not going to be the biggest person. And I'd normally gravitate toward Pete Budacek. I, th- I think I'm working on being able to pronounce his name correctly, but I'm still working on it. Now, he was in the military, so I'm going to give anybody who's in the military uh, probably a head of the line pass. Yep i can see that so i'm gonna because you had to have some hand-to-hand training in combat although he worked in intelligence so who am i gonna say i'm gonna probably go with i'm gonna go with mayor pete that was my selection like you say it wasn't as clear
0: here it is telling that he was the only one out of 10 candidates who had served in the military which used to be a requirement to be president because the president is commander-in-chief of the armed forces
1: yeah, it, it, it is interesting how things have changed over the last one at the draft end in 74. It's interesting how things have changed in that time span. So who do you think would win the knife fight? Yeah, I went with Buttigieg, and I didn't even have anybody else. Uh,
0: you know, a young Joe Biden would probably do okay, but a 70-year-old Joe Biden would probably faint. Um I don't know. Andrew Yang looks like a big guy, uh, which I wouldn't have thought until I saw him on stage. Also, yeah, he looks pretty athletic. Yeah. And in that crowd looks very young. Yeah. But you know, and, uh, you know, not, not having a tie would be a, an advantage in hand to hand comment, but,
1: but, but we're uh, going to go with mayor, mayor Pete, um, winning it, the knife fight with Vladimir Putin. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. I thought mayor Pete did a, Good job trying to apologize for the policing incidents in his city, but I think they are going to knock him out of serious consideration anyway. I think he might be the youngest and smartest guy up there, but I don't think he's going to be able to beat the old school
1: Democrats with the more traditional either governor or senator uh, qualifications. Be interesting. So he is a young guy. So this probably will not be his first. At this, that's true. He, uh, if you, <laughs> he's got ten more chances if we're letting people run into their seventies. <laughs> interesting. I thought it was interesting too that you know he talked about uh, uh, college. You know, college was a debate topic, and I think he said he had a six-figure. Maybe he didn't say six-figure. I, I think I've heard him say though he's got a very fairly substantial student loan debt that he's still paying off.
0: Yeah, I think he did say uh, something about six figures. It was a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand. It was a lot. Uh, it might have been Sawwell said two hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so Dave, we're running a little long here, so we should probably wrap it up. Um, you want to pick a pick a winner and a loser for this de-
1: night of debate on de- on round two? I'm I'm going to say I. Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to say Kamala Harris just because I think she raised her profile. I mean, obviously, you live in California, she's well known there. Y- you know her, but I think a lot of people across the country who don't follow politics and maybe tuned in for this debate who don't watch the news like you and I do, I think she r- raised her profile. So I'm going to pick her. I think as a winner um, in this debate, just to raise the just to raise the uh, her her profile, if you will. Um, loser i don't think there really any losers i think overall both nights people did pretty well i don't think there was any huge gaffes um i don't think the author w- williamson really probably did anything to move people one way or the other but i don't think she did poorly but i don't think she did anything to really raise her profile if you will well you know dave uh after hearing your comments i think
0: i agree with you even though i just criticized her that uh, senator harris did Win, as far as probably swinging the most votes uh, to her side. She came across as credible, well-prepared, which I, I said that was a negative, but now I'm saying it's also a positive, uh, and uh, aggressive, and not really combative, but not afraid to stand up and be be heard. Um, and the, the lack of blue eyes was refreshing.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I think if you're her, you're thinking you got to think about this a long game. How do I stay in here? How do I get more people attracted to my candidacy? Donate some money for me so I can keep on going and live to uh, talk in the next debate, if you will. Yeah, and it's conceivable you could see something happening like a
0: Biden-Harris ticket where Biden agrees to only serve
1: one term. Maybe I've been watching too much HBO though. <laughs> <laughs> And then he brings in a more youthful candidate for the VP. Exactly. Yeah. No. All right. Well, this was a lot of fun. I I
0: hope we didn't change anybody's mind because you shouldn't be getting your political uh, advice from uh, two fifty-something engineers who live in the West. But I uh, I'm mostly here to entertain myself, and I'm doing a good job of that. All right. All right, Dave. next time. I'm going to go ahead and put both of these up uh, right away. They're going to jump the line over the ones that uh, we've already uh, have in the can because these are emergency podcasts, and people need to know our opinions before the
1: next debates. We need to get this up so people know who to donate to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thanks, Dave. Talk Take to care. you soon. Bye.